with Austin Price, Brent Hubs, VolQuest.com, Tennessee, and Fayetteville, Arkansas. Leads 13-0 at the half and then gives up 24 straight in the second half and loses to the Razorbacks 24-13. They run the losing streak to four games with a very difficult schedule ahead for Tennessee. When you talk about Texas A&M coming to town next week, we'll talk about the Aggies much more later. But let's talk about this game in Fayetteville and wrap this thing up from Fayetteville, Austin. Same old Tennessee to start the second half. A lot of same old Tennessee coming out of an open date. Really, I, there's some head scratchers in this one. It, 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 not just necessarily the same old, same old. It, the third quarter, Tennessee couldn't get off the field. Five straight conversions on third down to open the second half drive for Arkansas when they made it 13-7. But even like the rest of that quarter, Tennessee had no pass rush. They could not get home. It looked like the same a repeat of the Alabama game where they you know, couldn't get around Mac Jones. They couldn't get around Felipe Franks. Then you turn it to the fourth quarter. Tennessee's able to get a ton of stops, get a ton of pressure. Jeremy called, talked about this in the, in the postgame. Tennessee had four times where the ball was on the ground, and they got none of them. But Arkansas still was able to have a field day across the middle of the field. I know Jeremy talked about the two, you know, the nine route and the other route that, you know, they gave up, you know, 14 points on. But, you know, Arkansas still had a lot of success across the middle of the field. Uh, defensively, it's a head scratcher. McCullough, I know he's had some turf toe, but why play him if he's if if it turn I me? Mean, he's not the he's not the fastest guy anyway. Turf toe is only going to make him slower. Um, you know, just some head scratching decisions. But I don't understand again how they go from not being able to have a pulse and with pass rush in the third quarter to being able to get home off the edge in the fourth. This wasn't just like exotic blitzes and bringing corner blitzes and all this other stuff. You know, Kayvon Bennett got home. Um, you know, they were able to get home, uh, you know, a number of times and, and be disruptive in the fourth, but in the third, they couldn't do anything. Yeah, it's amazing how flat they, they appear to be when they come out to start the second half. I've never seen anything like it uh, with, any, with any kind of Tennessee football team or any, any team, really, that, that you watch. Tennessee has five first downs in the last four games in the third quarter. A total of five first downs. Tonight, 16 yards. No first downs in the third quarter offensively. You're saying that's not good? I'm saying that's not real good. <laughs> I, I don't know a lot, and, and stats are for losers, they say, and stats are for nerds, but that's not a good stat. I don't think you have to de- dive deep into football to understand that that is a bad stat for Tennessee. You, you mentioned offensively the limitations. I, I think the question in, in the big, you know, what, are they, what, what can they do at this point offensively? Are they just, that, this is who they are and that's it? I guess. I mean, if they're going to continue to call the games the way they're calling them, yeah, they're handcuffed. They, they, they you know, it, it, again, I said this during our you know, the live game chat. It, it's like they're running the 2009 Alabama offense. Run, run, try to, use, you know, get behind your offensive line, and then depending on down and distance, maybe pass. I mean, the, the Jeremy's explanation on not kicking the field goal, a 42-yard field goal, made no sense at all. I think he realized he probably made a mistake and didn't really know how to explain it. And, you know, it is what it is. Um, saying Samagli was a game-time decision and injury and stuff. He kicked a 51-yarder in, 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 during the first half and then wasn't go, couldn't even attempt a 42-yarder when you're trying to stay in the game. But, but look at the play calling on that series right there. Run, 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 and then throw a slant with Harrison Bailey, his first throw of the night in game action. I mean, it wasn't like he had been in the game and thrown it a bunch. It was his first throw in, in a tight window on a slant. 
Uh, maybe it could have been pass interference, but it, 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 why even put him in that situation? To me, that's not setting your kids up for success. Well, and I think you got to win on that slant too. I mean, you you got you you got to create some kind of separation to open up the window a, a little bit some, and, and, somehow, and, and they didn't do that because it ends up being picked. Do you remember who it was thrown to? Jalen Hyde. Okay, well, at least you threw to a guy with some speed. Yeah, but, but I don't know if he didn't drive enough of separation or, or what the deal was. But, again, I, I don't understand and will not understand the decision not to kick the field goal to make that an eight-point game to give yourself a chance later on. It didn't come back to, to bite them because, you know, they didn't get close enough. But, but look, see, like, even like you got they, the ball even, back. Even when they dinked and dinked and dinked and dinked and dinked um, down the field until it finally went off the crossbar and went doink, um, uh, you know, on, on that last drive, like once you got down to like the twenty-five yard line, why did you not kick it there and like keep your chances of trying to? Are you playing to win or are you not? Like, I, I just don't. I don't understand. Like, you know, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Like, you know, that's pretty football one-on-one. I mean, like, I, I, I know we would like to talk about Butch's chart. But I mean, like, what what chart was Jeremy looking at tonight? It, it made no sense. Like, again, when even when you got down to the when he, when he completed the pass to Hyatt with eight seconds to go, I'm thinking, just trot him out there, kick the field goal, try the onside kick, and then throw the hail mary, and you're ninety nine point nine percent going to lose. But at least you're playing to win. It, it just makes no sense. Like, I, no offense, I, when I go out there on the golf course, I go out to play my best. I don't go out to just go well. well I'll see, you know, I'll just see if I can make a bogey this hole. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I just, uh, they coached the last six minutes just to coach. They didn't coach to win the football game. Well, and, and here's the thing, too, and people are going to ask this question. I think this is a fair question. If you're going to hand tie and you don't have any trust in Jared and you're not going to ask him to do a lot, and we saw Brian Mauer's not ready, Harrison Bailey can do what you asked Jared to do in the first half. Yes, he can. Because it was check with me at the line, okay? I mean, or check with me on the sideline for a lot of the play calls, and then they just weren't asking him to do a whole lot. So um, I, I think it's going to be pretty fascinating to see what happens with a quarterback deal if Jared can't go moving forward. Well, yeah. I mean, if if he can't play, you've got to play 15. Brian Maurer gave you absolutely nothing tonight. He ran around. You talked about it in a two-minute drill. He ran around like a high school quarterback. He threw off his back foot most of the night. There were multiple occasions during his three or four series of play where he just kind of threw it straight up in the air. Had It w- went so high that the thing almost burned up in re-entry. <laughs> and, like, it just, I mean, it makes no – you saw tonight why they've been saying, Jarrett gives us the best chance to win. Jarrett gives us the best chance to win. And while that may be true, if you're going to continue to call it the way they're calling it, let Harrison Bailey be the guy. Even if you don't feel like he's ready, you know, because Maurer's not the guy. It, we saw that tonight. I know the Vol fans, again, I never was in love with Brian Maurer. I don't ever understand why the, the, the Vol fans, they, they loved him because he high-fived everybody on the Vol walk a year ago, and he threw the deep ball to Marcos Callaway coming off a of bye week, and Georgia had no idea it was coming. That's it. What else do you do? Name me something. He hadn't done anything. So, I mean, you've got to roll with 15. You've got to roll with 15 if Jarrett can't play. And if Jarrett can play, you've got to let him do more than what he did tonight. Otherwise, you've got to roll with 15. You've got four games left. 
You're two and four right now. Vanderbilt looks like a win because they're just they they have like 13 players. You know, I mean, like there are single A schools in Tennessee that may have more than you know players than they do. By the time this is all said and done, but Texas A&M rolls to town next week. Auburn's, you know, sure seeming like they're improving. Now I'm still not sold on Bull Knicks. I think LSU's just bad, giving up that many points. Um, and then Florida dismantled a team today that dismantled you. So like, you better figure something out to give somebody some hope because the fan base is right now they're angry. Mm-hmm. They're angry. They are not. They're and and justifiably so. I mean like, again. Them last six minutes, if I were a fan, I would be out because that's not coaching to win the football game. That is coaching just to get to triple zeros. And and, and let's just call it what it is. Ugly nights, what it was. You know, 13 nothing. you pitch a shutout in the first half. Maybe Arkansas helped you with some bizarre play calling, but the fact of the matter is it was 13 nothing at the half. You were in a position to – to get a win and win that you needed, um, and, and you didn't get it done. And the problem now is you got a ton of questions. And what do you do moving forward? Um, well, offensively, look at look, look at the second half. Arkansas made adjustments defensively. Tennessee was not able to run it in the second half like they could the first. Tennessee just kept running the same plays, even though Arkansas had adjusted. You know, at some point you gotta you, you gotta you know do something different. I mean, like. Tennessee's got way too much money invested in the entire staff to be putting up performances like tonight. And that's just the facts. I mean, Jim Cheney's making $1.6 million. He either needs to refund the money or he needs to give a better performance than what he gave tonight. And that goes across the board with all of them. And that's just, again, the facts. Tennessee with less than 300 yards of offense and no points again in the second half and another abysmal third quarter performance that cost them another football game as the Volunteers' losing streak runs to four with a 24-13 loss in Fayetteville. For Austin Price, I'm Brent Hubbs, VolQuest.com.